the day that changed the world. There have been days down through history in, the, in life in this world that have been very significant days. Days like the day that electricity first became operational. Days like the discovery of DNA or of penicillin or of one of a number of other things. Days like the first flight of the Wright brothers. Days like when Neil Armstrong first set foot on the moon. Days when mobile phones were discovered. Who could believe there was a day when they weren't discovered? But there was. But as remarkable as each of these days has turned out to be in the course of history, no day has changed the world like Easter Sunday. The dawn of that day when the sun rose over the northeastern edge of Jerusalem would be the dawning of not just a whole new day, but a whole new day like no other. The day when Jesus, the Son of God, would rise from the dead. And today we celebrate that day. And we celebrate the fact that that was a day that changed the world. And that that was a day that has changed my world and can change your world as well. A day that just as it changed the world of Mary and the others that came to discover for themselves Jesus, the risen Jesus, that first Easter Sunday, we too can discover the risen Jesus for ourselves. Yes, we live thousands of years after the event, and so we're able to look back at what happened. But for the first followers of Jesus like Mary, there was a very real sense of being caught off guard. And I don't know about you, but when I'm caught off guard, it it can unsettle me, it, it, it can throw me. But Mary was caught off guard and she was confused. There was shock and there was surprise and a whole lot of different things swirling around when she went to the tomb of Jesus because Jesus was not there. But as the day unfolded, this day would change Mary's world just as it would change the world of countless others then and since and even still today. So why, why was and why is Easter Sunday the day that changed the world and that can change our worlds too. To begin with, it's because, uh, the reason number one, because the stone was rolled away. As uh, Craig read to us in, in verse one, early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and she saw that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance. Earlier this year, I was driving up uh, Mount Macedon and uh, we were going up there to, uh, to, to, to just uh, have a look at the mountain top there. Uh, but as we were driving up, a car coming down the other way was, was furiously waving at us and uh, pull, pull, pulled over and said, stop, stop, don't go any further. We thought, what on earth happened? And, and they, they described that a huge tree had fallen across the road. It was immovable. There was no way through at that point. The stone that covered the entrance to the tomb of Jesus was a huge stone as well. It was probably around six to eight foot across and a few feet thick. And it was immovable or nearly impossible to budge once pushed into position to seal a tomb. There had even been a guard posted to ensure that no possible human way, there was no possible human way that this stone could even be touched or tampered with, let alone rolled away. Matthew's Gospel describes it like this. Verses, uh, the latter part of chapter 27 from verse 62, 
The next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate. Sir, they said, we remember that while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days I'll rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he's been raised from the dead. This last deception will be worse than the first. Take a guard, Pilate answered. Go, make the tomb as secure as you know how. So they went and made the tomb secure by putting a seal on the stone and posting the guard. But here's Mary. On Easter, that's Easter morning, finding that the stone had been rolled away. And not only was there no guard, but there was no dead body of Jesus. What on earth had happened? Mary was thinking, in all likelihood. And, and she thought that Jesus' body had been, had been stolen or, or moved away. Verse 2 says, She came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple and said, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb. We don't know where they've put him. And later on in verse 13, she says, again, they've taken my Lord away and I don't know where they have put him. But what had really happened? What had really happened was that the immovable stone, uh, immovable stone from a human perspective had been rolled away by God as Jesus rose from the dead. And up to that point, death had been an immovable barrier, one that was impossible to conquer from a human perspective. But the rolling away of the stone was a supernatural thing, a God thing, overcoming the power and curse of death and sin and making it possible for death to no longer be final, but for death to give way to victory and life like never before. As 1 Corinthians describes it to us in chapter 15, and this was referenced earlier in the service as well, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 says... The saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, O oh, death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This day, Easter Sunday, was a day that changed the world, firstly because the stone was rolled away, but sec and all that that meant. But secondly, because the story had a different ending. I don't know about you, but when I watch a movie or when I read a book, I'm following the storyline and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work out what, 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 how it's going to go. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think ahead and, and, I, I, and I reckon I've got it all sorted. But you know what? Often there's a twist and I haven't got it all sorted at all. And in the case of, Easter, of the Easter story, which was a real life one, Mary and the other disciples of Jesus thought that the ending to the story was a sad one, a somber one, and a shattering one. That was, that was the reality for them. Jesus had been put to death on a cross on the Friday. The end, or so they thought. As verse 9 shows us here in, uh, in, in the reading um, from, from John that Craig read, uh, verse 9 describes to us that they didn't understand. It says they still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. They hadn't even registered that Jesus could or would rise from the dead. Then as we read on through verses 10 to 16, we, we read how the script of the Easter story is totally flipped to have a completely different ending to what Mary and the other disciples had expected. From verse 10, 
It says the disciples went back to where they were staying. Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head, the other at the foot. They asked, woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said. I don't know where they put him. At this, she turned around and she saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realise that it was Jesus. He asked her, Who are you? why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will get her. Jesus turned to her and said, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. For Mary came this aha moment. Beyond death came life. Beyond despair came delight. Beyond devastation came joy. And we celebrate today the fact that the Easter story did not end at the cross. But three days later, that changed the day that changed everything would bring a new chapter in the story, not just of Jesus and his life, but in the story of you and I and our lives as a result. Because it made possible a new relationship with the risen Jesus and all that means for our lives on this earth and our lives beyond this earth. Thirdly and finally today, Easter was the day that changed the world, not only because the story uh, took a, um, a different ending or an unexpected twist, uh, to, to those first followers of Jesus and everyone else, not only because um, uh, the stone was rolled away, but because out of this, it became this day and Jesus became the source of our hope. Verse 15, Jesus asks Mary before she realises who's speaking to her, who is it that you are looking for? Mary was not just looking for the gardener or even perhaps for Jesus, but above all, Mary, it seems to me, was looking for hope. Still today, Jesus asks you and I, who is it or what is it that you are looking for? Lots of things about life in this world don't give us hope. Lots of things about life in this world give us false hope. But the risen Jesus and the risen Jesus alone is the source of true hope. I don't know if you've ever heard of cryonics. Well, the little town of Holbrook, beside the Hume Highway, about halfway between Melbourne and Sydney, uh, stopover point, I've stopped there a number of times on the, uh, on the road between Melbourne and Sydney, um, but the little town of Holbrook is the unlikely home of the Southern Hemisphere's first known cryonics facility. And what is cryonics? Cryonics is where someone's body, when they die, uh, is preserved in liquid nitrogen, with the hope it gets frozen and preserved with the hope that death will not be permanent and that future technology will make it possible for, for them to be able to live again. People pay, even pay huge amounts of money, tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars, holding on to that hope. But it's the resurrection of Jesus and that alone which is the source of true hope beyond death that we can hold on to. And it, that and that alone is the source of a resurrection life and a resurrection hope. Easter Sunday reminds us of this in a special way. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, as, uh, as was referred to earlier as well, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he's given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from 
the dead. This is not a, this is not a, a hope that is, an illu- that is an illusion. This is not a hope that is without uh, substance. This is a real hope that uh, any of us can have in and through the risen Jesus. As First Thessalonians chapter 4 says, Brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death, so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, and so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who've fallen asleep in him. And uh, then in, in 1 Corinthians, it describes to us uh, chapter 15, which I referred to earlier, but going back a little bit uh, earlier in that chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 20 to 22. Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who've fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead also came through a man. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. So in Christ all will be made alive. Friends, we, we celebrate and we can have confidence in that hope because of Easter Sunday, the day that changed the world because Jesus rose from the dead. Do you know that hope for yourself? Has Easter Sunday and what it means that we celebrate today done more than change the world, done more than uh, change somebody you know's life, has it changed your life? Have the things that the video clip spoke of arising out of Sunday come to be in your life? Peace, purpose, life, forgiveness, hope for the future, not just in this hope, not just in this life, but beyond it. Mary's response in verse 18, here as, uh, as she came to, to realise uh, the significance of the risen Jesus, is what I want to leave you with today, where she says in verse 18, I have seen the Lord. I've seen the Lord. Because of what took place that first Easter Sunday, Mary's perspective changed completely. She came to see Jesus like never before. Her life was changed because of his resurrection. I wonder, is that a reality for you? Have you seen the Lord? Have, you, have your eyes been opened to the life-changing event of Easter Sunday, the day that changed the world, the day that can change you too? Let's pray. God, we want to thank you for the gift of this day, the gift of this life that you've given to each of us, the gift above all today we give thanks for, the gift of Easter Sunday and the gift of new life in and through Jesus and the gift of resurrection life. We want to thank you that we too can see the Lord. We can have our perspective changed and our eyes opened. We can have a peace and a purpose and a forgiveness and a hope that only comes from the risen Jesus, that only comes from the stone being rolled away and death being conquered, from the story not ending as usual or as expected, but only as God could work it. For the source of our hope in and through the resurrection of Jesus, which is life-changing in this life and beyond it. And if your life has been changed because of that, celebrate that and live in the light of that. But if that's not real for you, it can be, as you too choose to find and follow the risen Jesus. There's no better day to do that 
than, than, than on Easter Sunday. And there's no one else in life that brings true hope like the risen Jesus. And so I, I, I just invite you, if, uh, if, if you want to make that choice today, just pray with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying and rising again and, and, and changing the world and, and making it possible for my life to be changed so that I can be in a new relationship with you, so that I too can see the risen Jesus and know the peace and purpose and hope and forgiveness that comes in and through that. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've done for me. Thank you for your gift of new life that I am able to receive by faith even today. Amen. Amen. So I'd love to... um, uh, to celebrate with you, and others would love to celebrate with you. If um, uh, if that's a choice that um, uh, if you prayed that prayer, if that's a choice you'd like to make today, again, I want to encourage you to uh, join us for for morning tea. There'll be some uh, hot cross buns, I think. If you haven't had enough hot cross buns already <laughs> over Easter, who knows? You might even find some Easter eggs somewhere. But uh, don't don't look to the the flowers are magnificent. I agree, uh, spectacular. Uh, there's Easter eggs jumping out of there, but don't try to eat those ones or you'll end up with a a visit to the dentist that's unplanned this week ahead. (laughs) God bless. Thanks to the music team now.